This is the Software Patent Podcast by BlueShift IP. This is the Software Patent Podcast by BlueShift IP, an easy-to-understand series of episodes that are tailored to your business's software patent needs. I'm your host, Robert Plotkin, software patent attorney, computer scientist, and a founding partner at BlueShift IP, a U.S. patent law firm specializing in software patents. In the last episode, Cynthia Gilbert started to cover the most common and dangerous myths about software patenting. Here's the next half. In my experience, a mistake a lot of companies make is based on a false assumption, namely the assumption that once you hire someone to work for you, that your company owns all of the intellectual property rights in everything that that person creates for your company simply because you're paying them to do it. This assumption is false, and I'd classify this belief as a myth, really, because under U.S. patent law, inventors own the patent rights in their inventions by default, even if they create those inventions while employed by a company and even if they're paid to do that inventing. This aspect of U.S. patent law is surprising to many people, including many company founders and high-tech executives, and it's quite different from how copyright law works and even how patent law works in some other countries. Your company may very well have secured the copyrights in copyrightable works that your employees and contractors have created for the company, but that does not mean that the company has secured the patent rights in those works. So to make sure that the company owns the patent rights, the company's contractors and employees must assign their patent rights to the company expressly in writing. I can't stress enough how important it is that your company's contracts are written correctly to ensure that all required patent rights are owned by the company. And I found that even when companies do have contracts in place, in many situations I've seen uh, the wording of those contracts is based on copyright law. And as a result, the contracts don't actually grant the company the patent rights that it thinks it has. And as a result, the company's employees and even independent contractors can continue to own the rights in the patentable inventions that they've created for the company. This really puts companies at risk when they don't own the patent rights that they need to own and that they believe they own. The next myth I'd like to cover is that it's only important to obtain patents if you plan to sue competitors for patent infringement and if you plan to engage in litigation. This is also false, and that's why I call it a myth. 99% of our clients don't ever sue anyone for patent infringement. There are many ways in which patents can be extremely valuable, even if you never sue anyone. For example, Patents can be extremely effective at deterring competitors from suing you, and they could add significantly to the value of your company when seeking funding or during a sale of your company. 
The last myth, which I often find among software developers, is that obtaining patents on software is somehow immoral, that it's just wrong ethically, and that it locks up innovation inherently. And again, I'm calling this a myth because it is false. The fact is that if you obtain patent protection, the best way to enable your technology to be shared in the way that you want it to be shared is to patent it. And then those patent rights give you the right to let your inventions be shared freely and to stop other people from locking up those inventions themselves. In other words, if your company has an ethic of sharing its innovations, a great way to enable your company's technology to be shared is to patent that technology and then make licenses to those patents available freely or on whatever terms you choose. You are free to decide how to grant permission to other people to use your patented inventions. You can choose to share them if you, if you so choose. So patents and sharing are not incompatible. In fact, patents enable sharing. And for those people who are familiar with open source software in the copyright realm, it's actually the existence of copyright law that is the foundation of open source. Uh, Open source software as we know it really couldn't exist without strong copyrights. So that's another example in which strong intellectual property rights are actually the foundation for sharing. Thanks so much for listening to the Software Patent Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to how a variety of myths that are widely held about software patents are not true and can actually hurt your company if you buy into them. On the next episode, hosted by my partner, Cynthia Gilbert, She will cover letting your business plan drive your patent strategy. There are so many ways in which a software patent can be valuable to you, and we'll cover as many of them as possible on the Software Patent Podcast. You can connect with me with any questions at blueshiftip.com, and we look forward to seeing you here the next time on the Software Patent Podcast. The Software Patent Podcast by Blue Shift IP is hosted by me, Robert Plotkin, and Cynthia Gilbert, who are software patent attorneys and the founding partners of Blue Shift IP, the software patent experts. The Software Patent Podcast is produced by Ginny Media. For all software patent inquiries, please visit blueshiftip.com.